Ah, welcome back to the RMP, guys. I'm Zachary, your host of this abstract, crazy, ridiculous podcast. Uh, and you can catch me on Instagram on the Muscle Hamster. And we're here to question the mess, make some rebel actions, and start living life on our own terms. Now, there's a lot of things that go through my head, uh, as it does for all of us, that has to do with our own own passions and our own uh, independence, our own self-preservation. Um, and that's kind of something that I wanted to question today. But today, let's first get into a little bit of a little bit of catching up. So if you know me personally, you know I'm way into motorcycles. I happened to put down my last one. I traveled uh, 11 hours to go grab another one because they don't exist in this state. The one I was looking for specifically. I got a 2019 790 Duke. Uh, powerlifting goals are still on track. They've been a little messy. I'll be going to nationals here in about, I think, 42 days out, 41 days out. Looking forward to that. Um, but then after that, I think I'm going to be taking a break. I'm going to let my body uh, heal. I'm going to let my mind heal from the fatigue. It's been a lot of fatigue. Um, I have a hard time not prepping for competition. And so because of that, I haven't been able to let my mind and my body truly rest in between programming for a meet one after the other. So this one, it will be, I think my fifth uh, in the last year and a half-ish, maybe a little over a year. Maybe it's my fourth. But anyway, um, your body tends to take a lot of a beating and especially when you have goals and you want to attack something, you get very stubborn and... I think one of the things that I'm actually missing from my training is not just the love of the goals itself, but the different aspects that it takes to continue to grow and push past plateaus. And in my case, I think most of that has to do with my lack of hypertrophy and my my desire and my stubbornness to pay attention to high intensity heavy weight because I feel like I'm less than and I feel like I'm not keeping up if I'm not doing heavy weight but it's starting to work against me so we're going to be taking a little bit of a break after nationals I think friend and I might honestly look into doing some hypertrophy cycles uh, getting back some mass and some health in parts of our body that maybe we've been missing out on for a while and next to that a very close goal next to that is getting my cpt through nsca and which is going to it's going to be tough i didn't realize as i'm going through the textbook and and you know kind of off and on studying for the last month didn't realize how much i do not know about the fitness industry and the the body itself and uh uh, making sure to not only keep people on track and progressing, but also make sure that you're paying attention to their health is probably the most difficult part in this for me and making sure that I can do that. So as I get ready for this exam, I want to make sure that I'm doing things for the health and of other people, you know, make, you know, give me a healthy mind. But beyond that, um, I do a lot of reading. I, I do a lot of questioning. That's exactly why we're here. And I I think that I I tend to get off on... <laughs> I said that the wrong way. I think that I tend to go off in directions that 
maybe are a little bit more abstract. I kind of question things that may or may not need to be questioned or by someone else's standards may not may not or may not need to be questioned. Um, but I think it's majorly important because the more you question, no matter how abstract that thing is, the more you come to a truth about yourself. And this thing about self-preservation, I kind of thought of it as a way to maintain ourselves, which it kind of is. But when I looked into the actual definition of it um, by Wikipedia, it actually does take a very technical definition to what self-preservation means. And it says self-preservation is a behavior or set of behaviors that ensures the survival of an organism. Is thought to be universal among all living or- organisms. For sentient organisms, pain and fear are integral parts of this mechanism. Pain motivates the individual to withdraw from damaging situations to protect a damaged bar- body part while it heals and to avoid similar experiences in the future. It goes on to say, even the most simple of living or- organisms, for example, single cell bacteria are typically under intense selective pressure to evolve a response that would help avoid a damaging environment if such an environment exists. Organisms also evolve while adapting, even thriving in a benign environment. For example, a marine sponge modifies its structure in response to current changes in order to better absorb and process nutrients, blah, blah, blah. Um, So it goes on to say there's a lot to do with making sure that our heart keeps beating and our genetics are carried on. That's what's mostly giving for the definition of self-preservation, which is fine, but I kind of took it as more of like this philosophical progression of what it is. And as I watch people around me, I see a lot of maintenance. And it made me think that self-preservation is a foundation in which we tend to live by uh but not thrive if that makes sense it seems like self-preservation is only meant for the survival of the species and it's almost upsetting to me it's almost like i'm not okay with how that's defined and maybe it's because i'm not looking at self-preservation i'm actually looking towards something that is more about uh I don't know. Uh, it's beyond. It's beyond sustaining. It's it's beyond survival. It's beyond living moments with a heartbeat. It's about moving forward in a direction that gets us away from that that fear and that pain that lies within self preservation. So it's like self preservation is this evolutionary instinct and what is it about that instinct that doesn't fucking work and I've always kind of had this process in my mind of trying to create an understanding of what it means to bond our evolutionary standard and our modern progression because Fight or flight very much still influences us. Uh, even the freezing influences 
influences us. I feel like a lot of us are fucking freezing. And what bothers me about that and the reason I continue to work on, you know, through evolutionary psychology and the foundation of why we do what we do and why our emotions are the way that they are is because I'm trying to find keys into how we either adapt those or compartmentalize those in a way that lets that sets us free because in the modern world that we live in we're all after something and I don't think that's necessarily bad I think that we can very much get carried away I think we're too worried about the numbers we're too worried about the expectations we're too worried about the standards we're too worried about the way that we look to the rest of the world and our fight or flight mechanisms are are fucking with us in that process and I think we give way too much power into modernism I think that we forget what keeps us satisfied and what keeps us whole as a human being and what gives us our longevity the the amount of anxiety and stress that we're all going through all for the image and all for the status and all for the tangible things is carrying us away from the whole fucking purpose. And the reason this is so important to me is because I've gotten so carried away. I've carried so much pressure on myself and that pressure for me personally hasn't even helped me. It's been a hindrance. And I see so many people around me doing that. I see see so many people that can't authentically be themselves. I I've see so many people that are angry and upset about the way that they live and they feel like they can't find their way out. And what's up, my freaky listeners? What do you do on a daily basis to be better? The highest goal in my life is to become my best in my passions, whether that be in business, in this podcast, in my social groups, in my relationships, and as an athlete. We all wear what we love inside the gym. We like to represent who we are through what we wear. And Intel Death Barbell Company is so in line with who I am. For me, it's how I feel that makes me love my sport. And their apparel gives tribute to that. Their designs are epic and they vocalize the importance of strength inside and out. Intel Death is a veteran-owned company that builds products for athletes that help us connect to our sport, as well as giving back to the strength community through those athletes and competitions. They support the intensity and passion for heavy lifting and the people actually living it. If you want to check out their one-of-a-kind apparel and see how they connect to the unique feelings of strength sports, go to IntelDeathBarbellCo.com. And while you're there, use the code REBELMINDED to get 10% off your purchase. That's IntelDeathBarbellCo.com and tell them Zach from the RMP sent you. That's why I wanted to know more about what this self-preservation thing means and how we how we truly get past it and i i guess i'm still in the mode of questioning uh what is it that is going to take us beyond that point right um and something i've recognized lately is my amount of repetition and i think this goes this is something that can be said for a lot of people is the the habits that we're creating if we're not changing them into a progressive habit if it's it's a ha- if it's a habit of maintenance and it's not a habit of progression um then i think that we can very much watch time pass and not have any idea that the world is not waiting for us if that makes sense and 
I almost want to be able to redefine what self-preservation means for the modern world. Maybe self-preservation today should mean um, the progression of emotional, spiritual, physical health. And maybe there's already a definition for whatever that is. But the, the technical foundational definition of self-preservation is upsetting to me um, because it's so basic and it just is the, it doesn't stick with the goals that we have today. Um, f- fight or flight doesn't really exist anymore as far as uh, our preservation for heartbeat. And I think that we have to do more to push ourselves past the boundary to actually lean into something more than preservation. We have to find progression somehow. And it's, it seems that so much of our psychology and our adapted human behavior really stops us from becoming who we want to be. I figured out that my repetition in life um, has everything to do with my progression, the repetition of good or bad habits, uh, the repetition of my practices um, or lack thereof. And it seems more and more mathematical to me in a way that almost forces me to set my my emotions aside in order to take the more mathematical approach in seeing a 24-hour day and wondering what it is that's stopping me from from putting the work into the things that really matter and the things matter the things that matter to me the most now are my writing the podcast and my my future in the world of strength and conditioning and fitness training and helping other people find their way there and I think a lot of times we can get a little destructive on who we are because we don't see ourselves moving Um, but I think there's a couple things that go into play with that is number one rarely are we patient enough to see any progression I think we're always progressing it's at at the speed in which we're able to do that and I think that we are 100% Uh, pliable enough to change that efficiency and I think that comes down to all these basic things that the world is continuing to talk about right now is is our action and our our practices and I recently read a post that talked about um, the 24 hours that we all have and how it's very unfair to say that we all have the same 24 hours. In a way, in a way, I definitely see that the writer was onto something that maybe because of the zip code that we were born in, the environment that we leave ourselves in, uh, the friends that we mingle with, the work that we do can very much adhere or hinder the time that we are spending. Because if we're... Beyonce or we're Jared Leto or for somebody that's already on top um, they may have had a very hard beginning in which they had to use their time differently but now that they've made it to a certain point they get to spend more time in the things that actually matter to them so it's not necessarily I would agree that it's not necessarily all this it's not the same 24 hours it's 
the same amount of time, but it's not the same. We don't all get the same amount of time doing the things that we'd like to do. And the big thing about that, though, is that I think that it's our responsibility to change that. I know over the last few years, my biggest lesson out of everything that I've tried to learn about uh, emotional intelligence and psychology and human behavior and our evolution and trying to tie all this stuff together into you know, hacks and keys into making myself better and to help other people make themselves better is the fact that everything is my responsibility. Everything is my responsibility. I don't get to blame anything or anybody else for what I do or do not have. And for a lot of reasons, it's easy for me to say that. And a lot of other reasons that other people may not understand, it's hard for me to say that. But whatever I do or do not have, whether it be my success, whether it be in the environment that I want, whether it be uh, the love life that I, I do or do not have, it has everything to do with my responsibility for myself, my actions, my perspectives, uh, my instinct, my ability to move forward on things that may be scary or may be risky. It's always going to come back to me. And I think not enough people are doing that. And I'm not saying that taking full responsibility is going to fix all of our problems. Um, But it definitely keeps us from deflecting them onto somebody else and hurting other people and taking other people's ability away to to help themselves, if that makes makes sense. Because we're putting unnecessary unnecessary pressure on them and deflecting our own pain onto other people because we can't take take responsibility for ourselves but going into responsibility it makes me wonder if we really are all of us ourselves our own saboteur and i don't think there's any other truth besides that i think that external factors happen And I think that it's our reaction to those things, which is kind of a stoic idea, uh, that make or breaks our progress, our detour, our path, right? And I think when it comes, going back kind of into self-preservation, I think that there needs to be a compartmentalization of what it means to know yourself, to know what it takes to survive in the basic, most instinctive ways and spend the majority of your time in the things that get you away from that self-preservation, that move you beyond that limitation. And I know in the world we live in today, it's so, there's so much that is going on. There's so much disfocus. Um, and whether by design or not, it's very hard to perform in anything that we do when we have our attention in 50 different places. And what I think it comes down to as I'm thinking this through, (laughs) I'm thinking this through as I'm doing this podcast is that I think the biggest difference that we can make on ourselves depends on how well we know ourselves, how well we know our habits, 
how much we can catch ourselves in our deflection, how much we can catch ourselves in uh, when we're stressed and what we do with that stress and how we run away from the things that are actually important because we make an excuse about how scary they are or how painful they're going to be or how not shiny they're going to be because we're not ready because we don't don't have the the feeling of 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 inspiration at the moment um so i think comes down very much to how well we know ourselves and how we well we know our actions and how well we have a conversation with ourselves when those things come into play when our emotions come into play when our bad habits come into play when our practices come into play in which direction we're going to move ourselves how much power do we have over ourselves to take ourselves in a beyond preservation direction how how well do we know ourselves to continue to push ourselves in a progressive optimistic positive efficient influential direction and uh maybe i'll leave you leave you guys with that like the question is how well do you know yourself and how well do you have conversations with yourself and how many times do you win that conversation in the direction that really fucking matters that in the long term really matters and how much can you carry yourself past self-preservation it's a lot to take in in 20 minutes so this is uh this was rmp number 95 good luck to everyone out there keep questioning stay strong stay real minded this is zach i'm out